I, uh, we're going to be talking um, and walking through the garden, not just any garden, not the garden of Gethsemane, not the garden of Solomon, but the garden of Eden, probably the most beautiful garden ever. And we're going to read, I'm going to read the first 12 verses. Jimmy's going to read the last 12 verses. There's only 24 verses in Genesis chapter 3. And uh, so let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. The eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig, tree, uh, fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked. I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that uh, thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest eat, shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me, she gave me of the tree. And I did eat. I'm stopping right there. Brother Jimmy. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband. And he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. 
Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. And so he drave out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. That's the reading of God's Word. Brother Jimmy Harris is with me. He's from the First Baptist Church of Galena, Missouri. And the Ozark Full Gospel Church. Yeah. He's, <laughs> tonight, tonight he's my sidekick. And uh, we're going to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And um, if you want to be seated, we'll be seated. I want to ask one of you fine gentlemen to move that speaker away from him. He's uh, uh, Jimmy's... Uh, uh, having a little feedback there, and uh, we don't want him to have any feedback unless it's from you. That's right. That's right. And no bricks. No bricks. <laughs> Nobody brought any eggs in. The book of uh, Genesis is talking about the Garden of Eden. It is the most famous garden in the Bible. And some would debate that and say, no, the Garden of Gethsemane is the most famous. But in Genesis, we find where it all came down. That's right. Where it all happened. And so we're going to discuss some things. It will be open discussion. We will give you a chance to ask questions, make remarks as we approach the end of the service tonight. But I... I want us to look at some things. I kind of made a little outline, and Jimmy's going to help me go through this. I first want to talk about the serpent. I want to talk about this huge serpent. And second, I want to talk about the, true, the two trees that were famous trees in the, in, Genesis, in, in the Garden of Eden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Then I want to talk about Adam and Eve's confession. I close with Adam's confession, and Jimmy opened with Eve's confession. And then we're going to be talking about God sentencing them in their, um, because of their sin. Now, I want to share some things with you tonight that I think is very, very important. Unless you have a good understanding of the serpent, you really won't have a good understanding of how Satan works. And this serpent was huge. We're not talking about a little six-inch snake or a 12-inch snake. We're talking about a serpent that stands upright. In fact, when God cursed this serpent, he said, you will crawl on your belly. 
all the days of your life, indicating that this serpent could walk. It could walk on two legs, upright. And when God condemned him and sentenced him, that he would have to go down and crawl on his belly and eat the dust of the earth as a curse. And so uh, there's those that say the serpent was a dragon. Some will say the serpent was um, a certain kind of fire-breathing animal. Let's don't make something out of this that's not there. The fact that the serpent began to crawl on his belly links us to the snakes that we know today. The deterioration, the um, actually the disfigurement that God brought upon the serpent, and he began to crawl on the ground. And so the serpent is, he comes to the garden. Now, Jimmy, I, I want him to comment on this. It's, it's amazing when the serpent came to Eve, uh, Eve wasn't shocked when the serpent could talk. Eve wasn't shocked when the serpent came to her. It was just like it was normal. The, uh, the creatures in the garden that God had made and Adam had named, uh, apparently she had become familiar with all of them. Uh, she didn't think it was weird that she would see the serpent. Uh, he was the most subtle creature. I don't know this is whether he was the creature or he became subtle when Satan entered into him. I'm not sure. But, uh, but Eve was not surprised at all when he talked. Now, you know, there's an old joke that I don't have time to tell, but these two at the end of it, these two horses are talking to each other, and then a dog tries to talk to him, and then they both get scared because there's a talking dog, and uh, the horses are talking. In the garden, uh, before the curse, we really have no idea what these creatures were like. Did, did baboons sing? Did, uh, did antelopes, uh, did they play a harmonica? We have no idea. Before the curse, we have no idea what their abilities were. But one thing's for sure, the serpent could speak because it didn't affect Eve at all that he was talking to her. And he came to Eve upright, walking. He was a new, unique creature. I think uh, this uh, verse the first five verses indicates that probably Adam and Eve had visitors from time to time in the Garden of Eden. Not only visitors from God, but I believe they had obviously a visitor from Lucifer. But I think that there were angels that would come and visit with Adam and Eve because they were very curious about what God had created. So I think there was traffic in Eden. And uh, I believe that Eve was not shocked when this serpent could start talking to her. And this serpent put Eve into a, a very um, cultish Bible study. That's a good way to put it. Because it, yeah. that's a good way to put it. It's like you have, the, you have what the devil tries to do. The devil always tries to take away from the Word of God. And what the liberal Christian does, liberal theologically, they try to add stuff to it. That's right. Uh, they, they add stuff to it. So you got the worst of both worlds here. 
Satan takes away and Eve adds to the word of God. And, and the serpent asked, has God said that you can't eat of any tree of the garden? And she, she came back with the statement that, yeah, we can't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, this certain tree. Uh, we can't even touch it. Well, that's not what God told them. God didn't say you can't touch it. But I'm kind of convinced that Adam probably, Eve looked at it and said, oh, that's pretty. That's, that's a pretty tree. And Eve probably started to reach up to touch it. And Adam said, don't touch says, it. don't touch it. And yeah. so I think that's where she may have got the idea that she couldn't even touch the tree. And I, I also think that, uh, that Satan, you know, will tell her that first Satan will challenge the word of God, hath God said. Then he will just completely deny the word of God. You know, surely you won't. He will. Surely that's won't, what he did. Uh, surely God won't do that to you if you do that. Uh, back to the serpent talking, uh, it said that he was very subtle. Uh, we can't ever, you know, James pointed this out week, so, last week, so I'm not jumping the gun. We can't ever lose sight of the fact that Adam, her husband, is there with her. Uh, you know, they went shopping in the devil's uh, supermarket, you know, because uh, uh, she gave it to her husband with her, and he did eat. We'll see that in just a minute. And, and James skipped to there last week, so that's not a spoiler. But uh, the whole time, you know, Adam was there, and I, I wonder... I wonder if he was getting getting itchy at all this conversation and kind of feeling weird. Why, like, you know, why is this why is this serpent? Who is this guy? And why is he talking to us like this? He's talking about God. Does he know God too? Does God talk to him like he talked to me? We don't know. This is before the fall. If Adam is still if Adam is still innocent before the curse, then how how does he know? Uh, if somebody's trying to pull a con on him or trying to lie to him or trying to fool him, there was no sin in the world yet. So right. if anybody had talked to him, Adam would never have expected a lie because he didn't know what a lie was. You also need to understand that the serpent was more subtle than any other creature in the garden. And um, I believe because of the words of Jesus, be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, I believe this serpent was very intelligent. I believe that it was intelligent as it was created a serpent. I believe it walked. I believe it was glorious. I think you can look at the snakes today and see the beautiful colors and see that it was an outstanding, breathtaking, colorful uh, serpent. So this serpent was wise, could talk. Probably could walk by Jesus saying, on your belly you'll crawl for the rest of the days of your life. I believe Lucifer, the shining one, uh, the devil, possessed the body of this serpent. I agree with James because I think that maybe the serpent got his subtle character from Satan himself. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it's definitely Satan's play. This is definitely Satan's plan. Well, try. you know, when it, when it came to... Adam and Eve, what have you, God says, what have you done, Adam, if you eat of the tree? And, of course, Adam says, the woman you gave me gave to me the, the tree, the fruit, and I ate. And then he says, okay, Adam, what did you do? Have you eaten the tree? And he said, well, the woman you gave me gave to me, and I did eat. And, uh, but when he came to the serpent, he didn't ask the serpent. He didn't ask the serpent why he did it. 
He didn't ask the serpent anything. He just pronounced judgment upon that creature. I believe the snake itself was pretty much um, a victim here, a victim of Satan. And I, I like believe the rest of the creation. I believe I believe he was a victim of, of Satan, and um, I believe that because you know when you look at the snake and he says, uh, "On your belly you'll crawl all the days of your life. You'll eat of the dust." The the snake that we see today is a picture of the future of Lucifer. Uh, everybody wants to strike at his head. Everybody wants to kill the snake. The snake is loathsome. People hates the snake. A per perfect picture of Lucifer. And so every time Lucifer sees this snake crawling on the ground, it reminds him that his days are numbered, that Jesus Christ is going to literally abbreviate him and tear him down and kill him and crush his, crush his head. And Jesus did that at the cross of Calvary. And in the future, he'll put an end to all death. You know, something too about the, about, the, about the subtlety of the serpent himself, he very well could have had some subtlety to his character because I'm an old, uh, I like, uh, every time I go out west, I still got kinfolk out in Gallup and, and I go, you know, uh, looking around for arrowheads and pottery and whatever I can find up in the hills and there's rattlesnakes everywhere. And the thing about a rattlesnake is that, yeah, he knows he can kill you, but he just as soon you not come anywhere near afraid. him. He's That's afraid. why they rattle, so you'll know they're there, and you can take off and go the other way. I mean, I really don't want to shake the bush and see where he is. If I, if I hear the rattle, I'm just going to pass by on the other side and go on down. And, and, and that's not because he's not a – he knows on some level – that, 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 that a man is bigger than he is and might have a stick or a gun and kill him. It's an instinctual thing. And, and so that is a subtlety. Yeah. Even though he can kill you, he don't want to mess with you. And Satan used this serpent, and as a result, he's on his belly, he's eating dust the rest of his life, and look what the snake has become. There has been a terrible disfiguration. I think Adam and Eve were shocked when God said to this serpent, on your belly, you're going to crawl the rest of your life. You're going to eat dust for the rest of your life. And I think it happened right there immediately in front of them. I believe it shocked Eve. I believe Adam said, Oop, we're in trouble. Look what he's doing to this serpent. So what's he going to do to us? Yeah, what's he going to do to us? And so um, I think the snake is innocent as far as a snake creation, but it's a constant reminder to Lucifer that his days are numbered and he is totally... Um, defeated every time he sees a crawling thing on the ground he knows that that's the picture of him that's the picture of God made of Lucifer and I would agree with that instant judgment because it happens I mean there's a, it happens a lot of other times in the Bible like when the ground opened up and took Korah and all the other rebels and swallowed them up and like when uh, when uh, Agag thought he had surrendered and and he's talking real nice to Samuel, and while the guy's still talking, Samuel pulls out his sword and hacks him to pieces, you know, because Saul didn't kill him first. God's judgment is swift and sure. It happens over and over again in the Bible, and he usually does it to teach somebody a lesson, say, this is, this is what we're going to do here. Right. And you'll see also, as you read the Scriptures, we read it a little bit ago, the serpent was pronounced, sentencing was on the serpent before even Adam. Yeah. Before. And so I want you to know God is judging Lucifer before he judged us. He cast him to the ground. And Lucifer's days are 
are up and numbered. And when Eve reached up, when Eve told that serpent, uh, we can't eat of the tree uh, and we can't touch the tree. Um, it's, remember that old commercial, um, Mr. What was it, Mr. Whipple or something like that? Don't squeeze the yeah, Charmin. Don't squeeze the Charmin. What was his name? Mr. Whipple. Mr. Whipple. Don't squeeze the Charmin. And basically, Eve was saying, I, we can't touch it. We can't touch it. Well, she did. Lucifer talked her into it through the influence of uh, the snake, the serpent. And uh, once again, when someone says this serpent had to be some kind of fire dragon, had to be some kind of uh, dinosaur, had to be some kind of uh, dragon of sorts, and it was, uh, 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 and then it, uh, you know, that's what it was in the beginning. Let's don't read something into it, but let's do accept the fact that it could walk upright and it could talk, and it wa it had to be glorious in its appearance. And God made it glorious, and he struck it to the ground to crawl on his belly the rest of the days of his life. That's a terrible judgment to fall upon part of the creation, but that judgment has, fell, has fallen upon all of creation because of Adam's sin. Yeah, the whole creation groans for redemption, we find out in chapter 8 of Romans. It's all waiting to be redeemed. Yeah. You know, I, I get a little bit, a, a little bit uh, not amused, but a little bit, irritated when I see God's, you know, when God told him, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There was just one tree. There was one tree of the knowledge of good and evil, one tree of the tree of life. Just one tree that they couldn't eat of. I believe personally that the tree of life was veiled. I believe personally that's why Adam and Eve didn't eat the tree of life. I, I believe it was veiled. I don't think it was gorgeous and beautiful. At that time, I think it was veiled, a type of Jesus being crucified. I believe the tree of knowledge of good and evil was gorgeous and appealing to the eye and just outstanding, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So Lucifer says to the serpent, to Eve, God knows in the day that you eat of this fruit, you'll be as gods. You'll be like God. You'll be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, let me stop right here and say this, Jimmy. Yes. Eve and Adam was more like God before they ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Eve was more like God before they ate the tree, ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Adam was more like God before he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The eating of the knowledge of, uh, of the tree of good and evil did not make them like God. It put them in a place where they determined what was good and what was bad. Adam and Eve had already knew what was good. You can't tell me that Adam and Eve didn't experience good. Adam and Eve already had good, the knowledge of good and evil, the tree. They already had good. But they didn't have the awareness of just how good that good is right. because they hadn't seen the evil. All they had seen is the blessing, the goodness. And when they eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil... They had never seen evil before. And so when evil came, they were introduced to pretty much walking in evil. They would experience evil. They would, uh, they would, they, they uh, not only did not know evil, but now they know evil and will experience evil. And they immediately know shame. But be yeah. before, you know, before they ate, they were, 
they they were had one of the attributes of God in this respect, in one glaring respect, they were they were like God. They had no sin, and they didn't know what sin was. There was no sin in their life, and in that way, they were like God before they ate, before they ate of that fruit. We'll talk about that other tree, the tree of life, a little bit later, because the Bible says that God guarded that tree of life. Uh, protected it at the end of this chapter 20, uh, chapter 3. But um, let me go back and reemphasize the fact that I believe the tree of knowledge of good and evil was extremely attractive. I believe it was extremely shiny. I believe it was extremely enticing. It, it is the only thing that Adam and Eve could have done to disobey God is to eat of that tree of knowledge of good and evil. Someone said, well, why didn't, he eat of, why didn't Adam and Eve eat of the tree of life? Because I think it was veiled. I think man is automatically attracted to good and evil. I believe man is automatically attracted to evil. And um, so the tree of life, I think, was veiled. I think it's veiled today. I, and when Jesus Christ came, he unveiled the tree of life, and he is the tree of life. I like the way you present that saying that the tree of life was veiled because it fits with the tabernacle in the temple. You know, the Holy of Holies, uh, where the Ark of the Covenant was, it set behind the veil. Yeah. That that represented God's throne. It was behind the veil. And I believe that's why they didn't eat of it immediately, because it was veiled. Because they couldn't see it. They couldn't see it, and if they could see it, it wasn't that attractive to If it was there in plain sight, God hid it from their eyes. Yeah, I believe that. And I believe that's why. And then when they eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, then they were made sensitive to good and sensitive to evil, which gave them a keen sense of what was good and what was evil. And that attracted them to the tree of life. So God had to say, no, no, no. We got to get these guys out of here lest they eat of the tree of life and live forever in a in a sinful, uh, wicked state. And when, when John the Apostle explains the nature of sin in chapter 2 of 1 John, I always think about the fall whenever I read it, you know, because he, when he talks about the, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, they're all three at work here. The tree's beautiful. It looks good. And then it's the pride of life because... Uh, it's a tree to make you wise. You know, it's going to make you know things. So it, it feeds the ego, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, and then the lust of the flesh. Anything that looks that good has got to taste good. The, all three, the lust, of the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, they're all there in this instant. And I've wondered if the Holy Ghost put it in that order uh, when John wrote that down, because I, I can't read it without thinking about chapter 3. Of Genesis, yeah, yeah. because it describes the tree. It's the nature of sin. We think it's going to do us good, and it only it only leads us uh, into the gutter every time. We think it's going to be great, and we got to face up at some point. No matter where we are on the spiritual ladder, <clears throat> sin is fun. If it wasn't fun, nobody'd do it. And so that is the the pleasures of sin for a season that Moses disregarded that he would he would rather suffer with his brethren. Yeah. So you look at Eve in verse 13, her confession. Uh, you find Adam's confession in verse 12. You found Eve's confession in verse 13. Uh, in, uh, you find verse 12, the man, the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to me, 
uh, with me. She gave me of the tree and I did eat. And then Eve comes across in verse 13 and her confession is, but the serpent beguiled me. I was deceived. The serpent beguiled me. Now let's say something about Adam. Adam is a type of the last Adam. Adam is a type of the last Adam. We've mentioned this in the past. I believe personally that Adam, when Eve ate of the tree, she immediately died spiritually. Immediately her clothing, which was the spirit, God's glory. Immediately when she ate of that tree, she died spiritually and immediately the cloak, the spiritual covering of God vanished. And she was naked. And that same thing happened to Adam. When he ate of the tree, immediately that, that presence, that clothing of God vanished. And he died immediately. Now Lucifer, the serpent said, you shall not surely die. Uh, God knows in the day you eat it, you know, you're going to be as gods. Well, the truth is they did surely die. They died immediately when they ate of the tree. They were disconnected from God immediately. It took 930 years to kill Adam off because God made him so good in the beginning. Are you hearing me? Even with sin, it took 930 years to kill Adam because God made him so good. And I believe Eve lived the same age. I believe they died at the same time. Because they were bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, and they both were called by God Adam. She didn't get eaten by a dinosaur? I don't think so. Where'd you read, where'd you read that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just, just a little flash there. Just, you know? just a little flash. The same, Boy, you had some flashes. The same you know people what? that tell us the serpent was a dragon, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, he, I, I have no doubt the serpent was incredible. It was amazing. And I think when God said to the serpent, you're going to crawl on your belly all the days of your life. I believe it happened right then. I believe he gets crushed. I believe he was disfigured. He was dismantled. He collapsed to the ground, and I started wiggling like a big glorified worm. And I believe Adam and Eve looked at each other and said, oh, what have we done? Yeah. You know, that, that uh, you talk about, about Adam he did eat and you know Adam blames the woman the woman blames the serpent and Paul has a comment on this in 1 Timothy I just want to read it real quick because it, it, it sheds some light on this because uh, guys you know for, for generations have turned around to their wives and say, yeah, it's all your fault. You ate the apple. Well, we don't know whether it was an apple or not. But it was it, an apple. Uh, I heard that Adam was eating it, and that's how he got his Adam's apple. He got choked. He got stuck right here. And yeah. it, 930 years later, it killed him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I read that in one of my commentaries. This is that disinformation they talk about on the news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in chapter 2 of 1 Timothy, um, 
Paul is talking about guidelines for women, and, and he says this, he throws this into a deal where he's talking about people, about women being modest and, and keepers at home and guides of the house and raisers of children and all this kind of thing. But in verse uh, 13, it says, For Adam was first formed, then Eve, and then here's the key verse in verse 14, And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. You see, Eve got tricked. Adam didn't. Adam knew better, and he did it. So, ladies, as you have always suspected, the whole deal is your husband's fault. <laughs> Judy didn't hear that. <laughs> well, she's grinning. <laughs> I guess she heard that. Uh, in defense of Adam, I believe the first Adam was a picture of the last Adam. And in his defense, what he did was unacceptable. It was wrong. He sinned. He ate of the fruit. And we know it wasn't an apple. It was a pear on the ground, not an apple. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and uh, Adam took the fruit and he ate it. He deliberately took the fruit and he ate it. Why did he eat it? There's a lot of questions. Did he eat it because it looked really good? Did he eat it because his wife said, eat some? You know, I don't know. Why did he eat it? I think there's a good chance that Adam ate the fruit to save his wife. Yeah, he didn't want possible. her to die alone. I believe Adam chose to eat the fruit because he didn't want to abandon his wife. Like if she's going, I'm going with her. And he was willing to sacrifice his life for his bride. And that would be Christ-like. That would be the last Adam. He, though he sinned not, he was willing to sacrifice his life for his bride. And he did sacrifice his life good? for the church. Yeah, it's good stuff. You stop and think about that. So Adam eats it. He knows he's going to die. It was wrong what he did. And what took Jesus to the cross was wrong. Sin is wrong. But I still believe that Adam eat of the fruit because he loved his wife. He was trying to keep her by his side. And I think that's why he called her after the fall, you're my Eve. I name you. Now I'm going to protect you. I'm going to take care of you. Because when you name it, you have dominion over it. And every time... Adam named an animal he was claiming dominion. And when he saw Eve and she sinned and she ate of the fruit and she collapsed, Adam says, okay, it's, now to, it's time to name the woman. And he named the woman Eve, not so that he would have dominion over her, but that he would be her protector, that she would be all his. You know, I thought that before about Adam saving her by doing that. I've never, you know, it just don't, I've never read that. I've never heard anybody say it out loud. I've never said it because I thought, well, if nobody else thinks this, maybe I, I do not say it too. But you do. Well, I do. We find that stuff out all the time, James, that yeah. we think about, alike about these things. But, uh, yeah, you know, as far as it went, they were both telling the truth. Well, the woman you gave me, what Adam's really saying is it's your fault, God. If you hadn't given me this woman, I wouldn't have got in trouble. And then he blames it on the woman, but he is basically blaming it on God. The woman you gave me made me eat it. But he also took the fruit That's because right. he loved his wife. <laughs> but Just like he... Jesus, and let's stop and think about it too. Who 
Who removes our nakedness? Adam and Eve were naked. When they ate of the tree, they realized they were naked. What Adam removes our nakedness of shame? Jesus. The last Adam. So the last Adam puts clothing back on us. The last Adam puts God's glory and his clothing back on us. Robes so of garments naked. of praise, robes yeah. of righteousness. So the last Adam clothes us. Isn't that beautiful? And that, you know, that, that's just amazing. So you look at the confession of Adam and Eve, and then God brings a sentencing, and he sentenced the serpent to crawl on the ground on his belly all the days of life. He tells the woman in verse 16, you're going to have great uh, pain and childbearing. Uh, verse 16, and unto the woman God said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Now someone says, well, why didn't Eve have a baby prior to this? Because it says here that God had slowed down her conception. He said, I will multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. So God had her conception slowed down so that she wouldn't get pregnant. Whether you know this or not, God chooses every person that is born. And so God chose Eve not to produce until after they, were, they left the Garden of Eden. He said, sorrow will you come, bringing forth your children. All you mothers know that children bring sorrow, not only in the birthing them out of your, out of your womb, the birth canal, but there's pain and um, for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just... It never stops. I'm told that a woman in childbirth, I don't know this because I'll never be a woman despite what some people teach. I'll never have a baby despite what some people teach. I don't believe men can have babies. Hear me? Can I get an amen? Amen. But here's the deal, and this is a beautiful thought. Have you ever noticed an animal has a baby? They don't suffer like a woman. When they're giving birth, they don't suffer like a woman. The woman suffers immensely. And the suffering also grips the woman because of her children. Children break her heart. And it would also be connected to Mary the mother of Jesus, pierced through her heart with sorrow. Spiritual pierce thy yeah. soul also. So, you know, that, that's, and then Adam gets told, okay, you've, you've fouled up the whole planet. Thistles are coming. Uh, God says to Adam, um, verse 17, and Adam he, to Adam, God said, because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree, which, which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall, bring, shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. And in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and dust shalt thou return. That was the curse pronounced upon Adam, and Adam brought the curse upon the whole planet because of his disobedience. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch out a little bit. I've been writing a book about my name is Adam, 
And in my book, I share how I believe that when Adam and Eve were driven out of the Garden of Eden, I don't believe there was pestilence and, and vile swarms of locusts and swarms of insects that would uh, defile and destroy. I believe the thistles, the thorns, and the insects that, that destroy are part of the curse. And I believe that when Adam and Eve walked out of that garden, they walked into a world that was full of swarms of, of insects, of d disease, of pestilence, and thorns and thistles, which was not in the garden. Yeah, uh, well, think about that. It, it would be the it would be the cursed world that we see now, and not the and not the the perfect world of the garden. Um, you know, I, I think we mentioned this before, but you know, Satan told them, "You shall be as gods," and God tells them, "You're nothing but dirt." They were more like God dust before they ate the fruit. And, and I took you from the dust, and you go back to the dust. You ain't a god. They were, they were more like God before they ate it. Well, yeah, they? that's true. That's really true. were. They were less like God after they disobeyed God. Do you have verse 15 yet? Verse 15? Yeah, let's, let's, before, we, before we get to the end of this, let's go, go, ahead, go back go to for verse that. 15. This, is, this verse, this is the first gospel. Uh, the theological word for it is a Latin term called the Proto-Evangelum. And, uh, and they write books about it, and people that, that write books, theologians, they write about this over and over again. But this is the first time that redemption is mentioned, in Genesis 3.15. And God says, I'll put enmity between thee, the, the serpent, and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And what he's saying is, Satan, you're going to bite the Redeemer, the Christ. You're going to bite my son on the heel but he's going to smash your head flat. And so th this pronounces Satan's death sentence right here. Uh, Satan bruised Jesus' heel on the cross, but when he walked out of the tomb on the third day, he walked right over Satan's head. And he Satan is head. a defeated foe. Thou shalt bruise his heel, but he shall crush thy head. Right. And so... We, uh, you know, uh, even a, wound, a wounded snake can bite a lot of people, you know, and that's what he's been doing ever since. But he, he's got the death sentence right now in this verse, and that's the first time that Jesus, that's the first time the cross is riches. That's the first time redemption, salvation. What he's promising is, is I'll give you a way out. And we know that Eve took this to heart because... Uh, in the first verse of chapter 4, it says, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. She thought that was the one yeah. because he promised her that I'm going to, your seed, well, here's my seed. Boy, was he a dad. And, uh, you know, it didn't take her long to figure out that he was too much <laughs> like his no he, good he, daddy. He was, a, he was a dad. <laughs> he wasn't the redeemer. <laughs> but I, she believed. I, I she believed. It, she thought that was him. Yeah, and then he and then he killed Abel. Yeah, and then they had to go for Seth. That's right. They had to start over. Had to start over. Now that brings me to a couple of things. Verse fifteen says, "I'll put in enmity between thee and the woman." God says, "Between thy seed and her seed, and uh, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel." The problem with that is, is a woman don't have a seed. She has an egg. Jesus is the seed. Right. 
of the Holy Ghost. He's a seed. And Jesus impregnated the Virgin Mary with his seed. Women have eggs. Now, we live in a day that they say women can get pregnant um, without a male. They use that in different kinds of, cre- different kinds of animals. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to say this. Only a female can produce another female. They cannot produce a male without a male. Cannot produce a male without a male. They might produce a woman out of a fertilized egg, and we see it in nature, but the truth is um, only a male can produce a male. And that's why Jesus Christ came as a man, not a female. The uh, 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 Dolly, the first cloned sheep over in England, and all of all of the experiments after her, well, all of the cloned animals are, are female, every one of them. They can't produce a male without right. a male. That's the bottom line. Can't do it. And Jesus Christ is the Son of God, a male. Now, we're going to open up for discussion in just a minute, but I want to talk about the tree of life. Um, God says we've got to not allow Adam and Eve to eat of the tree of life lest they live forever in a sinful state. Right. And so God in verse 24, this is the last verse of chapter 3, so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. I want to contend by saying this. That flaming sword was not just to keep Adam and Eve out. It was to keep the fallen angels out. It was to keep Lucifer out. Those flaming swords were to keep everybody away from the tree of life because God is going to protect the tree of life and he's going to protect the bloodline from Genesis to Revelation you protect the blood, and you're going to protect the Son of God. And so the tree of life is going to be protected. The tree of life is not mentioned again until the last chapter of Revelation. 22. Yeah. 22. Last chapter of Revelation, the tree of life is mentioned, but it's not mentioned anywhere else. Oh, it talks about a tree of life in Proverbs, but we're talking about the actual tree of life. It's seen again in and Revelation. And from the garden, the same tree. Same I tree. I believe it's same the same tree. tree. Same tree. And so... Um, that is a beautiful picture of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and uh, the tree of life. So when he guarded the tree of life, it wasn't just to keep Adam and Eve from going back in there and eating it. It was for that because God said, lest they eat it, they'll live forever in a sinful state like we are, uh, and they'll never die because they'll eat of the tree of life. But he drove them out. But he also put a flaming sword by cherub there, not only to keep the way. The Bible says to keep the way of the tree of life. So this was not just to keep Adam and Eve away. It was to keep everything away. To keep everything away from the tree of life. And I would until say that, God fulfilled redemption. Uh, you know, ever since then, Satan has used the same ploy that he used with Eve. You shall be as God. He's always appealing to our ego. 
And, and he convinces us that God is always withholding from us the best stuff. Jimmy, you know, if your God was good, if God was good, he'd let you live forever. Every time one of our family dies, every time a parent dies, every time a kid dies, you're saying, oh, man, you know, God, uh, Satan will say that God, if only God would let you have the tree of life and you'd live forever. The biggest blessing that God gave us was closing us off from the tree of life. That is the greatest blessing. That, now, we have access to eternal life. And this is the record that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. But imagine somebody like Hitler eating of that tree and living forever, or Joseph Stalin, or Pol Pot, or somebody like that, some, some crazy maniac uh, eating of the tree of life and living forever, and there's no way you can kill him, no way you can get rid of him. You know, God did not just Adam and Eve, but the entire human race a great service by denying us the tree of life in our fallen state. And that's why God don't save everybody. Right. That's the reason God don't save everybody. Because some people, uh, he don't save them simply because they're, they're vile. They're the seed of Cain. And they're not going to be redeemed. And so he's not going to let them partake of the tree of life because they are of the wrong seed. They're of the seed of Cain. And so um, I do believe that, that angels were bound. I believe there are men that are going to be, I don't think God chooses men to be damned. Right. At, but not he knows. at all. But he knows. But he knows. I believe that there are people that God just, you know, he just not going to pour out his, he'll convict them, he'll deal with them to come to Christ. But God knows that there's people rotten to the core. And they're not going to receive the true gospel. And Pharaoh's a great Christ. example. God knew that he wasn't going to give in. He did. And, that, and that's why he dealt with him the way he did. And I know that's getting close to Calvinism and, and chosen now, election, but. God, God didn't decide that Pharaoh was going to be a jerk. Pharaoh was a jerk, and God knew it. <laughs> and he always knew it, you know. It was like Balaam, too. Balaam, the prophet, he kept thinking, well, you know. Can I, please? Lord, I really me? want to and go. God said, okay, go on. It wasn't at God's will. He just said, you just, your heart set against me. You're just going to go do it anyway. And sometimes God just lets us do what we shouldn't do, and it damns us forever. And then when Joshua leads them across to fight him, we find Balaam uh, laying there among the dead princes. He was slain with the sword by Joshua just uh, not many days after he made that prophecy. Now, we didn't mention the figs of leaves that they covered their naked bodies. I'm told that the fig leaves are itchy. <laughs> I'm told that. I'm told the fig leaves are itchy. <clears throat> God's got a sense of humor. I, the fig leaves, that they, <laughs> they said they sewed them together. Yeah, and they're itchy. It's funny. And you know... We used to have a fig tree, and I don't remember the leaves being that big, you know. And there's some speed. <laughs> well, Eve and Adam were, I mean, they were big people, but come on. Well, you know, it's a, they, couldn't, they couldn't kill anybody because they didn't know what death was yet. Oh, oh, oh. Let's but they knew what itching was. Let's don't leave that. Just real quick, the little critters that he killed. He, he, in order to get hides 
to put on them and cover God them. Had to, he had to kill innocent animals. Nowhere in the Bible does it say this, but I believe they were lambs. I do too. And uh, we'll find out when we get to heaven. But can you imagine how it broke his heart to kill? Because he loved those little creatures as much as he loved. He made them too. And well, he, I believe that. I and believe. He, he probably petted them and said, look, I'm sorry, I have to do this. And bleat. You I, know? Believe, I believe God made Adam and Eve watch it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he made them he watch, it watch it because she, they're there. How could he clothe them in them if they weren't standing there? But he watched it. And the other thing that always struck me as funny is when Adam's walking in the, uh, the Lord is walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and he says, Adam, where art thou? Well, it's like God knew where he was. Uh, he wanted Adam to know that he knew where he was. <laughs> yeah, and he was hid behind the trees itching. Itching, yeah, okay. Itching. The fig leaves again. Fig okay. leaves, itching. Here we go. Maybe it's time for questions. It probably is. <laughs> it probably is. You got your mic? We've covered a lot of ground. I, I want to say a little more about Adam's sin. Yeah. I believe, I believe Adam was <clears throat> more responsible than Eve for the fall of man. But I'm going to tell you why I believe that. If you go back to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, it talks about the sin that so easily besets us. Right. That sin is, was alive then, too, because I believe, I actually believe, you know, Pastor used this expression a lot. I actually believe that Adam watched Adam bite that apple, or watched Eve bite that apple. And I believe if he would have said, no, Eve, we're not going to do that, if he would have had a talk with God, I think you would understand what God was talking about when he says, in that day you shall surely die. I'm not sure Adam had the ability to, to really know what he was talking about. He didn't know, you know, he hadn't experienced anything yet. And uh, I, think, I, think he, I think he saw Adam, or Eve bite that apple. Hey, nothing happened to her. So, you know, I think he started doubting yeah. the word of God. Possible, I think he, yeah. I think, I think he started to, but it didn't have to change with my wife, you know. So we're okay. And she and looks think, the same to me. I think unbelief sat in there. And that's, but you notice she... And that's a lie today. It's easy to, you know, I just wanted to say that. It did, yeah, and it didn't take him long to figure out they were naked after this. Yeah, day. he didn't notice she was different until after he ate the fruit. And then that's when they were ashamed. That's when they realized they were well, naked yeah, and they I must think, have gone, oops. I'm thinking before he... he Tuck of the apple. If he would, if I think he, if he would have went, God, I need to talk to you and have you explain things to me, you know, because God just said that day you'll surely die. He didn't say spiritual death. He didn't say natural death. He didn't. He just yeah. said you'll die. Well, we know the natural man dies, and the spiritual man had to die when that happened. Yeah, but Adam didn't know either yeah. one I, at the time. But Adam, but Adam could have walked away and let his wife die. Well, yeah. he, he could have, but I'm thinking just because of his sin, though. I agree. If he would have said, it was something's deliberate. not right here, I need to talk to God. God had done all the talking. He'd never talked to God in any of these scriptures. God talked to him. I think that should have, you know, it's easy for us to let things, you know. And I think the sin of unbelief is really alive and well if people are not careful. Yeah. The you know, sin right? of unbelief, that's a big because one. Because it'll yeah. start with you start doubting the word of God, you know. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that's why we have all of these uh, 
All of these preachers on TV who say weird things and these, these mainline denominations that used to be strong in the Lord and strong evangelical or evangelistic type churches, and now, you know, they, they're, they're, they've got, uh, you know, homosexual priests and reverends and everything else, and anything goes, and they used to be on fire for the Lord, you know, 100 years ago. It's all different now. All right. Anybody else? Question or comment? God talked to Eve. He's, he was talking to them. He made them out of dust. They had never heard, as far as I, I understand it, any, anybody talking to them. How did they understand? What kind of language did they use? Well, if you ask, if you ask the Hebrew, they believed that it was originally Hebrew. They believed that God's language That's was Hebrew. That's what I had to come to. Well, you know, that, that brings up a point. Ad, God told Adam not to eat of that tree. That was before Eve was created. And so God didn't tell Eve nothing. Adam, 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 Adam told her. Adam's the one that gave Eve the information. Yeah, yeah Adam did, but uh, God had to put that in his mind when they created it, how to talk. Because yeah. when you're, when well, you're oh, we, oh, I see. When we're, yeah. when we're, when we're born, uh, we can't talk. I mean, we can cry, but we have to learn to talk and learn a language. So he had, he had to put that in, his, in their mind when he created yeah. it. Yeah, well, I, I do believe that when Adam was created from the dust of the ground, he was full grown and fully loaded. I believe his mind was fully downloaded. I also think he may have been developing his language skills and other things when he was naming the animals, and it seemed like God got a kick out of watching him name the animals because he, he got hung around to see what he had named them. Yeah, well, I, that's what I concluded was. You're right. That he, they had to communicate, yeah. so they had to know. He had to put it in Adam's, uh, Adam's uh, mind to what he was saying. Yeah. God made, God made Adam fully and highly yeah. intelligent. We don't yeah. know what the language was. It could have been whatever, whatever was spoken in heaven. We don't know. Mo Moses didn't know. I believe if Moses knew, he'd have wrote something about it. But they had, to, they had to develop language in some but, way. But, but Hebrew scholars do believe that God's language is Hebrew. Now that that makes sense. Little, that may be a little bias about that, but you know. But it does make sense. They believe it's Hebrew. Yeah. So. Good question. Yeah, good point, Dale. Good, good comments. Anybody else? Oh, we got one in the back row. One in the back. I thought that was interesting, like you were saying about the animals and what they could or could not do in the garden. You know, uh, we know the serpent talk. We know Balaam's donkey had talked. You know, so it's a possibility that the, all of the creation talked and spoke in some manner or another. And, and that's amazing. Uh, I, I like the fact you brought up about uh, just here at the end, uh, I was thinking about that, that God had told Adam. Adam is the one to carry it down and told Eve. And Eve may have got that other information from Adam, don't touch it. You know, because Don't of the it, command yeah. that God had given to Don't Adam. Don't touch it, come and then, from Adam. And he took it on down to tell her, and, and that's how that came out. And another thought I, I was thinking on is, you know, death. They didn't know death. They hadn't seen death. They didn't know what death was. Yeah. 
you know, it hadn't even occurred until the lambs were, I believe the same thing, that it was the lambs that were slain and the blood was sacrificed. Uh, but they didn't know anything about death. But I'm sure that the unction that God gave them, that it was a, a chilling to the bone, thou shalt die. And they went like, oh, don't know what that is, but don't yeah. want to go there. Yeah, don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to go there. And, and, of course, we don't want to see the eternal death. That, that's the one that's most, uh, that we want to believe God to, to cover us with the blood of the lamb that was shed, I believe, in the garden. And that's, of course, how Abel knew to bring the sacrifice lamb that upset Cain because of his work. Yeah. But I just think that this has been good in the, in the essence of what you guys are discussing and, and sharing and, and uh, bringing forth. And just wanted to say thank you. Praise God. It's, uh, and they saw death when those animals died. It was a hideous thing. And I believe those pets were very close to Adam and Eve. When you read Josephus, who was a historian, Jewish historian, first century, he writes in his writings that the patriarchs, the early patriarchs, starting from Adam, wrote down everything, the genealogies. Yeah, they did. They were passed on through Noah. Each patriarch added continually. Yeah, that's what we believe. I, I know James does, too. And that, that Noah carried it on the ark. Yeah, all the take it over. records. How else did we get Enoch's book? And yeah, Josephus says the, the records were more extensive than we have now that God led Moses to take those records, capsulize them into the genealogies we have now for the Messiah, and that he discarded the rest of it, but he took those patriarchal records and produced them in the book of Genesis. And that's why the, that's why the uh, Israelis and the scribes and Pharisees believed that God's language is Hebrew because those were handed down through Hebrew language. And that, that, uh, that compression of generations, you see that again in the first chapter of Matthew when there definitely were more than 14 people in each segment of those generations, but he used representatives. Like they skipped all the way from Josiah to Jeconiah, which was Josiah's grandson in captivity in Babylon. And it, it, there's no mention there of... Uh, of Jehoiakim, who was, uh, you know, they used the between, federal heads. Between, they used federal, like federal the fe heads. They used the federal heads. A representative heads. head. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that that that's also done in the New Testament. The first Adam and the second Adam. A tree used to bring death. A tree used to bring life the first shedding of blood to cover sin, the last right. shedding of blood the to first, cover sin. The first and the last Adam. The last tree was cursed so that no man could ever be hung on a dogwood tree again. Is that correct? I've heard this. The cursed is, is he that, that hangeth on a tree. Whatever happened to the first tree? We've got so many parallels. And I'm wondering also, as he slaughtered the lambs, and I think they were probably lambs as well. That's just where I'm with you on that. Could he have snapped a branch off of that tree and a sharp-edged, you know, killed them 
with that tree because on this tree was the the what, last sacrifice. What, what tree are you talking about? The, the tree of life. The, 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 the tree of the tree of good a, and a, evil. Good and evil. Because of all the similarities, and you sit here and go, yeah, well, how did he kill like the Like she's saying that God could have cursed the tree by breaking a limb, a limb off to, to yeah. kill the lambs. Yeah, right? I didn't know if we ever heard whatever happened to that tree. Yeah, it's, it's not in because there. Because something happened to that, that tree. That tree's gone, too. So, you know, there's so much similarities, and I'm wondering That's a splinter in every man on planet Earth. Well, those... Splinter you, of that tree of knowledge of good and evil. You know, those things... Like the, what you're mentioning, the Bible is symmetrical, like a mathematical equation. It just, it just, it works like math. It, it's, it's balanced. Yeah. It's symmetrical. It's perfectly balanced. It's, it's like I shared last uh, Sunday night, where I believe that God went and got the dust at Bethlehem, and made Adam, and then planted him in the garden. Right. Um. Because we have in the fifth chapter of Genesis, this is the book, The Generations of Adam, which many believe Adam wrote that. Yeah. I do too. I do we too. take Matthew, Matthew 1 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Matthew's referring back to the book of Adam. So it had to be written by contemporaries. Matthew was a contemporary of Christ. The book of Adam would have been Adam contemporary when he wrote that. And, and Matthew is referring to that. But he's continuing the book of Adam. The Genesis. The new, generation, the, the new, the, new covenant. Yeah, the Genesis account of Matthew takes him back to King David and Abraham because he's king of, king of the Jews. It's the gene genealogies of Luke that takes, takes it all the way back, back to, Adam. to Adam. Yes. And I, I think that another thing that just listening to you read the first part of the verse, we have the generations of Adam, the generations of Abraham when they listen, the generations of Jacob. We have the generation of Jesus Christ because he had no son. And Jesus Christ is the federal head of all of us as born-again Christians. That means there's not going to be another one like him. He's the and one, the and one he's and not, only. And Jesus is, not, Jesus is not the second Adam. He's the last Adam. First Adam, last Adam. That's in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. I got a question for you. I'm sure you're going to answer to my understanding. You go to, when Moses was led to children in the wilderness, God sent fiery serpents into the camp. Yeah. What, what do you think them were, little cottonmouths or something? <laughs> it had to be poisonous. We use the word snake, but actually the word snake. I can't remember. Snake, Several thousand people in. died. The word snake, I don't even think that's it's a found number, in That's a number James 21. Persian. It's always serpents. That's a number 20, number 21. And that's where they raise the yeah. brazen yeah. serpent. Yeah, yeah, Anybody who serpents, looks at right? it, they get cured. What's the difference in up serpents? And I think the one that talked to Eve was, I think like you, was a grand thing to look at. I believe mean, they were huge. I believe mean, they were uh, amazing. Specs. But, I, but think, I, think, I, don't think the, I don't think the serpents in Numbers 21... Like a lot of people preach and, and teach that they were dragons or they were 
No, I don't think so either. And you got people who believe that. But you can't hardly believe that they're dragons because Moses took a serpent, put it upon the pole, which was probably a very venomous, very fiery snake, probably a huge one, put it on that pole. And I think if you put a dragon on that pole, Jesus didn't come as a dragon. He came as a man like us. And it looks like a cross when you put the serpent up on the pole. I would say this, uh, you know, in, in every culture, you see representations of dragons, even in cave dwellings and stuff, especially in China and in India and places like that. And what I think is that, is that at some point in time, uh, you know, Satan had revealed himself this way. The Bible does call him that old dragon, Satan the devil. But he can appear anyhow he wants to appear, that he appears as an angel of light. And we, and we, we learn that in the New Testament, and he, he's attractive, and he, he, he's beautiful. Before his fall, he was, the most, he was the most beautiful of God's creations. So, you know, the dragon thing is there, but, but uh, I think that that's why that it's turned into a mythology, but there's some truth behind it. Sometime when he was showing his real self, some human being must have saw it, and he drew a picture of it. That's what I think. But that wasn't how he was in the garden because he didn't come as Satan. He came as a, a serpent that was subtle that would, did not alarm Eve in any way, shape, or form. A lot of the dragon stuff comes from mythology from China. Yes. So, yeah, all right, we got to quit. We could talk all night long, but we got to quit. But uh, been a good study. Enjoyed it. And... Uh, you know, God's real, he's powerful, he's amazing, and we got that last Adam working on us. And you caught it, Gayla, didn't you? You caught that. Yeah. You caught that, the that last Adam. It just, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like something happened. You, you, that one drink, that yeah. you got that. You got that. You got that. Adam, the last Adam, the first Adam's a picture of the last Adam, only, only there's a correlation between all those. And, and James it, said a great word, mythology. Just because we see things in culture and in history doesn't mean it came out of this book. Right. All right. Let's, let's stand and we'll be dismissed. We're glad that you came. We went a little longer, but that's all right. Uh, I've enjoyed our study. And um, when you go home tonight, just think, of, compare the first Adam to the last Adam. Just compare them back and forth the contrast. And, and you'll be wanting to preach next time. Amen. It'll, it'll get in you. Amen. All right. We're going to be dismissed in prayer. And I'm going to ask Brother uh, Don Elliott if he would dismiss us in prayer.